Hello, my name's Pete. This is Social Distancer. How you doing? I hope you've had a lovely day. So we begin with a little update on Oldham, uh, who have gone into a kind of um, semi... Well, they've tightened things up a little bit in order to stop going into a kind of full-on lockdown, kind of Leicester lockdown. Uh, They tightened it up. You've got to stay in your bubble. And if you're shielding, you've got to do that for another two weeks. So until um, August the 14th. And uh, you can't go and visit people in care homes either. And the idea is that you're kind of, you know, they'll get back on track. And the cases have really jumped. It was 26 um, the week before last. And last week it went up to 119. And so per per 100,000, it went to over 50 cases per 100,000. So that is a lot. Not as many as Blackburn, which is 77.2, or Leicester, which is still having problems in Leicester, even though they have had a lockdown for a good while now. And that's 56 in Leicester. So it's coming down in Leicester, though. But, um, you know, so they're kind of putting the brakes on quite a bit. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, it was only 10.2 cases. So, you know, jumped massively. Uh, in just a week. Welcome to the Daily Beefing. Over the past 24 hours, the United States has recorded a further 848 deaths to COVID-19. Spain has recorded two further deaths. And yesterday, they recorded 2,120 new cases, which came after my recording. And today, uh, along with the two deaths, they recorded 1,800 further cases. The UK, 581 further cases. Today, 119 deaths. One, one, nine. So seven yesterday, and I said, well, don't read too much into it because it's a fucking Sunday that it's recording. Now it's recording the Monday, 119. Italy, 11. Germany, 2. France, 14. Sweden, 10. Belarus, 5. Ukraine, 13. Belgium, 1. Netherlands, 4. Portugal, 3. Romania, 33. Poland, 6. Again, Ireland, 0. Fantastic. Again, Switzerland, 0. Fantastic. And 0 for Scotland. Again, they haven't had a death for two weeks. Well done. And, uh, you know, so looking good in a couple of places. 0 for Denmark. Again, well done, Denmark. Well done. That's what you fucking need. That's what we're waiting for. That's what you're doing it for, isn't it? For me to say, well done. Well done. So, um, yeah, 119. I mean, you don't need to do the maths, but obviously we're way above everyone else in... um, in the entire continent (laughs) away above the entire continent so Jesus Christ almighty you know do the basics you know what they are I won't go on about it but um, there's the daily beefing Such an old-fashioned word And love does you 
to care for the people on the edge of the night and love dares you to change our way of caring about ourselves this is our last dance this is our last dance this is ourselves under pressure under pressure So this is the symptoms, the new, but not every day, a daily uh, section where we take a look at one of the symptoms of COVID-19. And today I'm going to be looking at a part of the body that is close to my heart. In fact, it is the heart. (laughs) Now, you might know that I've got a massive and dangerous and very rare rare heart condition yes so i'm very interested in reading about how covid19 affects the heart and in this regard my heart goes out to dr valentina puntman i think it's valentina isn't it yes dr valentina puntman who works as a cardiologist in Um, in Frankfurt, the University Hospital Frankfurt. She's just done a study of 100 uh, patients who have recovered from COVID-19. Most of those patients didn't need hospital uh, treatment at all. They got it, they recovered at home. It didn't get to the point where they needed to go into hospital. But the outcome, and and this was in the spring as well, so they covered. Uh, they recovered. A couple of months later, uh, Dr. Puntman looked at all of their hearts and found that 78% had uh, kind of heart difficulties. In around about three quarters of the hundred, the structure of the heart had changed. I mean, we are talking about um, the kind of Uh, shock and distress and trauma to the heart that is usually found after heart attacks, okay? And this is for recover patients. So let's just uh, quote Dr. Puntman. She says, the fact that 78% of recovered patients had evidence of ongoing heart involvement means that the heart is involved in a majority of patients, even if COVID-19 illness does not scream out with the classical heart symptoms, such as an anginal heart uh, chest pain, she told uh, these people that I'm quoting. She told me. No, she didn't tell me. Uh, in my view, the relatively clear onset of COVID-19 illness provides an opportunity to take proactive action and to look for heart involvement early. So the heart is involved and... You know, I remember the last, and we probably actually can go back to the first 
you know, a couple of episodes first, I don't know what it would be, like 20 episodes or so, where we understood that it was a respiratory illness, and of course it is, but we thought that it was a thing that connected the, um, you know, that impacted the lungs. And over the last few months, we've understood more and more that it actually impacts what basically the whole fucking body you know from your toes to your head and then it has a major impact uh to your heart as well so uh, just reading from this article taken together two studies published um by a cardiology uh journal suggest that in many patients covid19 could presage heart failure a chronic progressive condition in which the heart's ability to pump blood throughout the body declines. It is too soon to say if the damage in patients recovering from COVID-19 is transient or permanent, but cardiologists are worried. So this thing that we hear a lot in long-termers, you know, people that have recovered, like, by all intents and purposes, they are over the initial shock of COVID-19, but they have a kind of byproduct illness, which may well be a chronic illness that they will have to live with, maybe for the rest of their lives. But you know, quoting the um, the doctor there, or well, sorry, the article there, we don't quite know if it's going to pass or whether it is a thing that's going to be with them forever. But often what happens is that people are just like absolutely drained of energy. And that is a classic thing of heart failure. Basically, heart failure means that the heart isn't doing a good job at blubbing pump around the blubby. (laughs) At pumping blood around Mr. Blobby. And the problem is, you know, Mr. Blobby. Oh, is it? No, it's probably past... Uh, Blobby Peak, isn't it, for calling that fucking idiot, Mr. Blobby. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Don't even need to say it. Sausage Johnson. Sausage Johnson. Anyway, so, yeah, classic heart failure um, sign that, you know, like, you basically you feel absolutely fucking, like, just dead, basically. I mean, you don't feel dead, but you feel like you don't have any energy, you feel really drained. And I had a pacemaker put in a couple of years ago, in uh, uh, 2016. And uh, afterwards, there were some complications, which is quite uh, normal after pacemakers, because a pacemaker isn't the most intrusive of operations, but obviously it's quite a traumatizing experience for the old heart, you know. For people to actually be touching the fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? Poor little thing. It's actually quite big, my heart. Much more bigger than most humans. Much, much bigger than any human. Yeah, I've got a big heart. But not in the way that I'm kind of empathetic and kind. I've got a fucking shriveled little stone of a heart when it comes to, you know, the kind of the metaphors and the symbolism and the poetry of the heart. I got a fucking stone bag! Anyway, the point is that after my um, the, my pacemaker, I felt absolutely like drained, like totally the worst. Leading up to the pacemaker, I didn't have much energy, and was the point, you know, that's why I needed a fucking pacemaker put in in the first place. And now, you know, touch wood, if I manage to walk between the fucking raindrops, 
uh, you know, thriving, basically. Thriving! Anyway, so that's very interesting, isn't it, about the heart. So another reason why it's very important to walk between the raindrops. So I got another email from Malcolm Normal. And Malcolm writes, Hi Pete, that was so short I had to listen twice. I think he's talking about the shorty I did yesterday. Because the the, um, subject um, thing, you know, the subject. Subject, do you just call it subject? I guess so. Is shorty. But interestingly, Malcolm has written shorty with a Y. I always think of shorty with an IE. Don't know why. Maybe because I can't spell shorty. Anyway, hi Pete. That was so short I had to listen twice. How many animals feature in social distancer? Can cows get COVID? They say cats can. Yes, they do say cats can. Um, Well, I did hear a sheep cough yesterday when I was on Dartmoor. It coughed like a human coughing. It was the weirdest thing. I was looking around. Um, trying to look for, I thought, oh, that person's close, you know, because you know me on Dartmoor, always looking for the bloody people. And, um, but it wasn't, it was a coughing sheep that coughed exactly like a human. I tried to record it, but it was a bit too far away. But um, I wonder if that's a kind of, do people know that? Is that a thing that people know? Anyway, sorry, Malcolm, I'm replying to your email as if you're in the room, but you're not. Uh, Anyway, I'm adding accidental animal contributor to the SD bingo board. Accidental animal contributor. Very good. Yeah, well, I have spoken about the cats recently that kind of play around. And yeah, you know, you're onto something there. I've been thinking of leaving my beloved Basingstoke. Normally when Tories make cuts and I look longingly at Sweden. Not this time. If the winter is going to be as bad as some think, then maybe I should move to the sticks to dodge the raindrops or to Scotland or Ireland or New Zealand. Where in the world would you go? Walk between the raindrops. Thank you, Malcolm. Malcolm. Well, thank you, Malcolm. Well, I would say that I would definitely go to Ireland or New Zealand or Scotland. I mean, any of those places, but I think... The problem with Ireland, so I really love Ireland a lot, but it does rain a lot. So if you're kind of going to move, you know, somewhere else, you might as well try and find somewhere that's not affected by COVID-19, but also, you know, is hot and sunny. I mean, I don't know, maybe you like rain, um, but you don't particularly like the cold because you're ruling out Sweden. Um, But, you know, it rains in Scotland a lot and Scotland's some can be cold in the winter i hear i think new zealand isn't exactly you know the bahamas is it um but i would go for crete definitely i would go for crete crete has not had a case of covid19 for three weeks and they've only had one death who was a visiting german um lecturer you can kind of imagine that a little bit can't you visiting german lecturer visiting crete 
on business and then unfortunately dying from COVID-19. So I would definitely go to Crete because Crete is hot, Crete is beautiful, it's very easy to socially distance on, on Crete, you know, more or less. But the problem is, well, it is actually very easy. You know, it's not kind of cramped and it's not like fucking Oldham. Do you know what I mean? All these terraced houses and stuff. Um, not that I've, I mean, I've never been to Oldham, but I don't like, obviously, you know, it's not full of decrepit, squalid houses. <laughs> uh, but the only problem is that I don't speak Greek. I don't speak Greek. I don't know how difficult it is to speak Greek speak Greek. Uh, I do have a Greek friend who is a translator whose English is better than like mine and it's one of a whole bunch of languages he knows so I don't know maybe he can point me into how to but I'm not I'm really not good at learning languages at all Um, but anyway maybe he can help me with that but not that I'm moving to fucking Crete I'm just taking your you know your light your light email to heart heart Anyway, thank you ever so much, Malcolm. And I also got the strangest email from someone called Poor Choice Glimmins. And Poor Choice, I don't know if they're... Well, I don't I mean, not that it fucking matters. But anyway, Poor Choice Glimmins asked, has there ever been a COVID born with human buttocks? <laughs> um... Which I don't know, I mean, obviously it's not a serious... Well, okay. Mate, I, I don't know the, the person's understanding of what COVID is. But COVID is a viral... Uh, uh, it's not a disease, is it? Oh yeah, COVID is the disease, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, the answer is no. Human buttocks live on humans. They grow on humans. Uh, viruses don't have any kind of anything. They don't have arms or lips or, you know, thumbs or buttocks. They are a... They're, they're microbes. Are they microbes? Anyway, they don't have human buttocks. Buttocks. Buttocks! So, but thank you for uh, poor choice. Poor choice. Poor choice! Maybe that's... Anyway, thank you, poor choice, uh, for emailing. And if you do want to email, it is... Social distancer podcast at gmail.com. And also, if you want to do the old tweety tweety, it is podcasting covid on Twitter at podcasting covid. Yeah, so social distancer podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Malcolm, and poor choice. Thank you very much. I run to the shop, I bump into everyone, say, have you heard, have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distancer, share it, like it, tell your friends everything you want to hear about the greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. But every day, and it is free. Fucking great than the swearing. Right, so I promised you a shorty, and you got a shorty. So, no palaver tonight, okay? No dilly dallying.
please don't delete Dali. Now, right, one, two, three. Uh uh. <laughs> now, I always feel like I must, it is very important that if you're new to this show, hello, and thanks very much for listening. And what we do is it's a little thing that I'm actually quite surprised that I'm not bored of it, but quite like it. You know, because we all have a moment, you know, we all live busy lives, for fuck's sake, you know. And we all have our stresses and our strains, for fuck's sake, you know. And, oh, do you know what they call coronavirus in in Kenya? They call it Rona. Yeah, Rona. They call it Rona. So, um, anyway... That's apropos to nothing. <laughs> so, right, listen, I'm not going to talk about anything else. Just going to get on with it because it was looking to be a shorty. But I always get to this point, don't I? Anyway, right, what happens is we say one, two, three. Well, I say one, two, three. And then you say walk between the raindrops. And I say it at the same time. And the idea is that, you know, we all do it together. We're all doing it together, right? So all of the disparate, multivarious, multivariant, multidimensionals all come together for that moment, a couple of seconds, where we think, oh yeah, actually, you know, hopefully, we are going to avoid the thing. Or if we don't avoid it, then it's hopefully not going to be too bad. So you know the thing, you know how to bloody look after yourselves after this, you know. I'm not going to say it, if you need any guidance, then just you know, Google it, right? But, um, this is the moment, okay? You feeling it? Are you feeling it? Now, I need a kind of resonance from the stone that I'm looking at in front of me. It's quite a big slab of stony wony And I've got some wood, and I've got some leaf. I've got a, quite a lot of organic matter in front of me, okay? So I like this. I'm drawing strength from the organic metal. Yes, the metal. It's such, it's such matter, it's actually, you pronounce it metal. Did you know that? Yeah. Ask a biologist. Next time you speak to a biologist, ask them. Say, if there's like a proper matter, do you pronounce it metal? And they'll say, how did you know that? That's just a biologist thing. Well, I know biologists who are not good at keeping secrets. Okay? So this is it. There's a, there's a whole world out there that the biologists are trying to suppress. Okay, but you know, you've got to, I don't, you know, beat it out of them. (laughs) It's just that, you know, I say, I I, I befriend them, you know, like a proper confidence trickster. They think that I'm on their side, but I'm not on their fucking side, fucking biologists. Anyway, one thing that's quite low down in the kind of, you know, the hierarchy of secrets and lies uh, one thing is that matter, if it's like proper good fucking solid matter, you know, like a good chunk of mahogany, for instance, they would call that metal. Right, well, you sort of, was a fucking shoy, spelled S-H-O-R-T-I-E, or like um, Malcolm Normal spells it, S-H-O-R-T-Y, but then I got to this chunk, and then it fucking goes on and on. Right, okay, three seconds, one, two, three Walk between the raindrops. Take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And the, the main thing is, please, 
please take care because it is a you know it's not gone okay we know it's not gone in some places it's coming back and in other places like where where my listeners are you know on mainland europe and in uh, well obviously in britain you know i mean when lucky scotland lucky ireland lucky a couple of places where i've got listeners new zealand you mentioned new zealand oh, i fucking mentioned new zealand but the vast majority of the countries that are listening and the vast majority of the places in england that are listening are uh, like you know you've got to walk between the fucking raindrops you know i mean this isn't just a cutesy little you know bit at the end this is like i'm getting fucking serious anyway 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 it's a shorty see you later bye